once upon a time in a place called Los Angeles. It has been known as the Sunshine City, but darkness clouded the sunshine here. People who lived in houses would hurt people who didn't have a home. Men, women, and children, it did not matter. They would tell their kids that the unhoused people were bad people and would hurt them. Because of this, they relied on ogres called police. They would call their leaders to go after these people. They would call them if they saw them at parks, restaurants, coffee shops, you name it. The unhoused people would try to hide, but the housed people would find them. When the ogres would not come, they would come and attack and shoot at the unhoused people. This was a very dark time for the unhoused people. But in every dark time, heroes and sheroes emerged. A bold movement started. Warriors such as L.A. Can, Streetwatch, Democratic Socialist Association did difficult battles with the city and the Teletubby Orgers called The Bid. As you know, the bad guys always plot. They place people who could be bought to terrorize the house. They created laws and stories to prevent people from caring and helping the unhoused community. Times brought heroes like Jed, Mark, Dogon, Pete, and others, as well as sheroes, Jane, Shayla, Melissa, Kathy, Nikki, Mary, Victoria. They will hold the line against the hate. A funny thing about karma, it never forgets an address. It just shows up at the appointed time. Karma came in the name of COVID-19, a pandemic that was brought to the world. COVID-19 was here and the monster could not be stopped. It swept through the house communities all over the world. As usual, they looked for answers and some group to blame. The unhoused community to try to social distance themselves in fear. They asked the people that terrorized them for a hotel to stay. However, the house community did not like that. They got together to close the libraries, bathrooms, coffee shops, and any outlet to allow unhoused people to go to the restrooms and prevented places for putting the house into hotels. They used the police ogres to put them into packed rooms called shelters with garbage cans to place their belongings. So the heroes and sheroes went to these hostels and demanded they open up and treat them as human beings. This battle has no ending yet. It's to be continued. As you heard, that all of these abandoned roofs has been shut down. And if you can look here, there is a bed. There's a place where I can put my things that doesn't meet the scrutiny of police or the 5611. There's a closet here, oh my goodness, where people can put their belongings. Look at here. 
They got a safe here for your personal valuables. Umbrella for rain. I don't know what this, oh, it's a bed bath towel. I have to check that out for research purposes. And what the heck is brush for your suits? They have an iron, iron and board. I don't know what this is, but it's a table. Uh, so let's take what else that unhoused people would probably like, just like everybody else. So, oh, look what we have here. A sliding door bathroom. I've always wanted one. And they got a shower here, I think. They look like something from James Bond, but I'm going to, oh, I take, I stand corrected. This is the porcelain goddess. And we are being environmentally sound. I guess that's for uh, Tinkle and, and other stuff. Ah, what we have here. Imagine on house people would want to have a bath without having to be with a hundred people. So they have a shower, they have a bathtub, which is I'm going to investigate and see if it's really up on the up and up. I haven't had a good soak in a while. I've had showers, but the baths is a different thing. So Mayor Garcetti, you have stated that you have done all you can. Unfortunately, I don't think you've done enough because this coronavirus outbreak pandemic is spreading and it's not going to get better anytime soon. And we have people that still are out on the streets, not too far from here, that would love to have a place to be treated as a, some kind of home as some kind of shelter in place. So this is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. Stay tuned for more. Because they had to close down like the common areas of restaurants. Yeah. So a lot of people did have reservations, and when they came, they just turned around. They didn't want to stay here. I understand. They canceled. So it's not at that capacity, it doesn't look like. No. Yeah, oh, cool. We literally had to shut off, shut down the, the GW Marriott oh, really? side, which is the same building, but, you know, and then kind of like only have this side running. Oh, those okay. You all those rooms, because the GW, the GW Marriott has 21 floors. Okay. And we only have 22 to 26. So they uh, have 878 rooms and they have wow. to just close them off. And then wow. we have 123 rooms operating. How, how do you guys oh, stay working? Cause it's like, this is a lot of work to do. I, I used to work at a hotel, so I know oh, this is, yeah. can be easy. This is your key here. Oh, I'll let you open the door yeah. since, since you have the key. Oh, you yeah, don't have the. It's, it's a minimal staff right now. We oh. usually have a thousand employees in this building. Oh, okay. Right now we're down to like less than sixty. Oh, okay. Uh, if not less. Wow, this is not bad. <laughs> so where would you? Uh, oh, so where would uh, you recommend to go to eat if you have your recreation? Your the places. Well, luckily, we have a, a small shop inside the hotel that's open for you guys. Okay. Small items, you know, they have coffee, they got uh, like some breakfast, small breakfast items, mm -hmm. and then they have um, groceries too, like so stuff that you can grab and pick. Oh, um, other than that, um, there's not a whole lot of stuff around this area mm -hmm. because all the restaurants are kind of closed off right now. Um, well, do you guys accept tips? Yeah, thank oh, you. Good. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. That's very
Welcome to the 20th episode of We The Unhoused. We are currently in week four, day two of Shelter in Place by Mayor Eric Barsetti. And right now we're here in one of the hotels of many that is unoccupied. As you heard earlier, that one of the workers here has explained that sales and occupancy has dropped and plummeted. And so here we are in the, in the studios with Jed Period, one of the organizers of DSA, as well, we're going to talk about what our plans is to dramatize and highlight what we should do to get the city and the governor to get up off their butts and provide hotels to unhoused people. Hotels, not hospitals. So without further ado, here is Jed Parrott. Welcome. Hey, Theo. Thanks for having me on. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty wild being in this in this room and just looking out the window, um, seeing this giant skyscraper that we're in and hearing that um, the entire of the, the entirety of the Marriott Hotel has been shut down. I believe it's 800 and something rooms are empty right now. And the ones that we're in right now, this on these floors, I think it's just two or three floors that are open at the Ritz, which is part of the JW Marriott building, a giant complex. Um, and just to look at the extravagant, decadent um, landscape um, and then, and then right out the window, you see all this development, Staples Center, the Ocean View properties that have, uh, with the cranes around them, all just a stone's throw from Skid Row, which is where thousands of people are living and dying on the streets, a disproportionate um, amount of which are, are black folks, um, which also represents, you know, the COVID-19 virus has been disproportionately killing um, black people in, in America right now. Um, and so we're looking at, you know, a mayor and a governor who are saying they're doing everything they can, but they clearly are not. Eric Garcetti even admitted he has the power to commandeer vacant hotel rooms. Why isn't he doing it right now? Um, just in downtown alone, you know, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but when you look out at all these hotels surrounding LA Live, um, the Ritz, the Indigo, Lux, um, on and on and on, you could put everyone in Skid Row in these hotels. Mm-hmm. And why isn't he doing it? One of the questions is the pressure, because for the audience, I need to explain that recently in Granada Hills, there has been uh, unhoused people contracted coronavirus or COVID-19. And also 36 police officers to date, as well as 11 employees from the Los Angeles Police Department, have contracted COVID-19. So one of the things that ties into this as well is the recent ruling by Judge Dale Fisher about the moratorium or injunction against the police uh, taking 5611. And I propose that all of these people that are in Skid Row, not too far from here, that could be in these hotels that are empty, they're going to be renovated anyway, as well as uh, another fun fact that $12.7 million was given to this as tax-free for this hotel that we're sitting in. So here is that $12.7 million that they gave, they could have given to the unhoused to have supportive housing. So let's not say that they don't have the money. They definitely have the money. Uh, So my question, uh, Jed, to you is that we were talking about a couple of the buildings out there that are vacant, office buildings that will not be used, that they could use as storage facilities for unhoused people's belongings. So that way, the ticketing ridiculousness that that goes on and the criminalization could be uh, exterminated. So one of the things I want to ask of you is, uh, why do you think that they are so resistant of this? 
Um, it's, it's the same as always. It's, it's corruption, it's capitalism, it's white supremacy um, here again. And, you know, city council can say they're progressive. They could say they're all, you know, um, a diverse, you know, well, we're black and brown and more look at us. It's, it's progress in L.A. And yet they're all taking bribes and kickbacks and they're all um, they're all answering to to big real estate um, and and to private equity firms. Um, that's who they work for. They don't work for um, definitely don't work for houseless folks. They definitely uh, are not there for working class people as they've. Um, been resistant to bring forth a true, um, real uh, eviction, uh, however you want to call it, suspension, a rent um, cancellation. Um, I would say that rent needs to be abolished, <laughs> straightforward. But, um, but you know, when you look at downtown, you've got billions in subsidies that have been given to hotel developers. Um, you have these hotels like the one we're sitting in now who avoided the TOT tax uh, for affordable housing. Um, and so think of all those resources, all that money, and then all these material resources just sitting here empty. Um, it's absurd and it's disgusting that they're not getting called out for it and that they are just just standing by um, and just basically admitting, by, by doing nothing, they are condoning um, the eradication of the houseless and in particular the black uh, houseless population. Here's another thing, is that this money that they have used, these tax to uh, abolish supportive housing, these same people have proliferated business improvement districts to terrorize these unhoused people. They have given them over monies, for example, in uh, the Chinatown district, Gilsa Deal awarded $500,000 for a beautification project to George Yu and his business improvement district, who goes around terrorizing unhoused people. And how many much millions or $100,000 that they have used to vilify and blame the unhoused community as part of the problem? Where do you see this is going? What's, is there anything else that we as unhoused and as our community members, 6.8 million people are now filing un unemployment. There was going to be some blowback. They will be out here on the streets. Do you think it's possible, just possible, that the same people that had these anti-unhoused beliefs or the white supremacists on a death grip, do you think that they could possibly be changed and really have a more of a compassion? I don't. Um... I do think, though, that right now this is such an extreme um, situation. This is, you know, we're not going to go back to the status quo after this. Um, we can't go back to the status quo. And so, you know, we now have to use this moment to call out um, the inequality that's always been there and to say that now that COVID has really just further exposed and highlighted what was already happening, um, right? There are people now who can't afford to pay their rent at all because they can't go to work. Um, what's what's that going to lead to down the road in the months ahead? Um, you know, we're talking about the city saying, "Oh, well, people will pay for it later." No, they can't. How are people going to pay for it later? Are you really now saying that people are just going to well become homeless or get evicted if they can't pay down the road? Um, people are not going to stand for that bullshit. They're not going to stand by and allow um, these politicians to continue to pay lip service and say that they care about working Angelinos and marginalized Angelinos when clearly their policies are uh, are doing the opposite or, or half-assed versions of, of, of helping folks out um, the way that they need to. It, it ends up being on us to do mutual aid, to, to, to provide food to folks, um, as many people are doing right now, and, um, and look out for each other. And organizing together, you know, it's really hard because we can't meet in groups, but you know, we do have the internet, which has let us hold meetings 
online and conference calls. Um, and so we continue to organize together and start analyzing and really um, looking at how we can, again, take this moment to push for, for radical changes in society. Uh, and the current powers that be will, will never um, agree with that. It's, it's us against them. Well, most definitely uh, stated. But here's the question I have. Like, you mentioned mutual aid. Here's the thing that my concern is, like, for example, I've noticed around when COVID-19 hit, there was a lot of anti-Asian sentiment, and they were attacking Asian people, blaming them for the COVID-19. And we had a podcast about blaming people for it. Conversely, in China, there is an anti-Black sentiment. They're making uh, African residents or African-American residents unhoused. And one of the questions that I have is like, for example, we, we're all in this fight together, but unfortunately, these deeply hateful uh, belief systems that have been created by white supremacy and that broad brush against one another, it's, it's what's holding us back. The 6.8 million people that are filing for unemployment and there's a working class mother that can't use a job or the restaurant worker, they are maybe the same people that have been against unhoused people having a shelter in their area because they were afraid of the school children. So, or, but you have to understand that now you may be a part of that, that group that people are not going to want around if you lose your home. Um, so what is it you think it will take to get us to the point where we learn that we truly have uh, layers of this that we need to look at and address and be really much more uh, unified? That's a big question. Um, race is a very complicated question that's not going to be solved um, quickly. But I do think that in this moment, there are a lot of people who maybe before before COVID were, were less um, inclined to uh, push for, for radical systemic changes and are now saying, holy crap, um, I might become homeless. You know, <laughs> I, I may have been calling the cops on that encampment, but now it's me who's potentially going to be living in a tent. Um, yeah, someone right calling the cops on them. <laughs> yeah, and so you have people who are now, oh my God, I can't, I, I need to buy food. How am I going to pay rent? Um, making these decisions that uh, poor people have, have already been trying to, uh, been going through those conundrums uh, their entire lives before COVID. So I think that there is something happening where people are waking up and seeing um, that, you know, if something radical doesn't shift, um, a lot of people are going to die. And, and it's a question, do you accept that masses of people are going to die? Do you accept that? Or, you know, and that that's just the way things are? Or do you maybe think that we should start uh, changing the way we approach, uh, you know, private property? Um, should, sh should rent exist at all? Should landlords exist at all? Um, right? Should healthcare be a commodity or human right? Again, you know, that's been a debate we've been having for a long time. Um, and recently in the presidential campaign, um, I think now people are really starting to, because it's hitting them, it's hitting them at home right now, all at once. And so I can't say that there's a good, that all of a sudden we're going to come together, you know, all races, all, you know, backgrounds and, and classes and overthrow the ruling class and, um, and we're all going to be happy together. It's, it's not as simple as that at all. And, you know, the status quo, the ruling class folks would love for this to just sort of um, end in a few months and things to go back to normal, um, but it's not going to go back to normal. And we have to be in this time really pushing for some radical things, starting with, you know, as we're here right now, um, as we started this conversation, um, they could put every homeless person into a hotel room right now. Let's start with giving everyone that basic shelter, a bathroom, a place to wash their hands, a room of their own um, to protect themselves. Why don't we start there and um, 
and again, not allow them to be evicted from those hotels back to the street. Uh, you know, put plans in place to, to find people permanent housing, maybe potentially turn the hotels into some form of um, permit or semi-permanent housing. Um, there's a lot of different things that could happen. And I think um, this is, there's a major shift going on. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, there is also, you know, the fascist tendency that, that rises in these moments. So um, we have to be vigilant and looking out uh, again to fight against that backlash um, that, again, will be people calling, you know, whether it's whether it's race, whether it's you know blaming immigrants, blaming poor people, blaming you know, black people, blaming you know homeless folks—they're all drug addicts. You still hear that, um, and you know that the fight against that is going to be uh, tough. And also, I should say there's there's folks who consider themselves progressive. Uh, you know, the liberals who say you know oh yeah you know I, I believe there should be health care, and um, and yeah corporations oh my god they have too much power and you know, tax the rich, but then they're still talking about how the homeless people on the street, you know, need to, you know, they're calling the cops on them and stuff and thinking, oh, they're still using dehumanizing language against the houseless. Um, and so there are folks who claim to be progressive and in these times, you know, they really are going to have to choose. Do you stand with the fascists or do you stand with um, this people-powered movement on the left? I have to agree. I had an argument yesterday with a woman who was trying to gaslight or invalidate my experience and labeled me mansplaining when she complained about the ruling, uh, the injunction. And I explained to her, I said, well, this could have been uh, stopped if they had spent money in order to help the unhoused instead of criminalizing them. But of course, I digress. I, I want to thank uh, Jed Period again for your time. And this is Theo Henderson from We In A House. I want you to remember, we all are in the same boat in many respects, um, no matter how, what boat we came in, but we're all in the same boat now. Thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding. Week four, day one, Merrick Eric Garcetti's shelter in place. Last week, Mayor Eric Garcetti extended the shelter in place rules and orders. I can't help but look at the news and see how the president is posturing for his non-existent control. He's trying to force us to reopen. I don't know how I feel about that because one, unhoused people can get access to services, but will the world be the same after this? The second thing I'm concerned about is the fact that we are in a way have changed, our behaviors have changed in some ways, and our feelings toward the unhoused are different. Staying at this pot chair has made me very realize the necessity for all of the unhoused to be in a place where they can go to the bathroom, shelter in place without police harassment, shelter rules, and be able to live like a human being. The question then becomes, why does the city and the country do not look at unhoused people as human beings? We need to change that. The society at large needs to change that. Today is week four, day two. Eric, Eric Garcetti's shelter in place. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. 
I'm out here in a bright, sunny morning. I'm about to engage into a very historic direct action protest. The mayor, the president, and the governor all are culpable. They are slaves to public opinion and political greed. I say this because this unhoused crisis is ridiculous. The things that needs to be taking place, the pandemic had put a microscope on the issue very intensely. There are so many hotels that are unoccupied that could be used. They're using a glacial pace of selectively using some of the unhoused into those hotels. And then they're trying to pack unhoused people into shelters, which is a petri dish of COVID-19 possibilities, as well as other illnesses. The interviews that I have had with unhoused people has highlighted and stated this very unequivocally, they want a hotel. This is also on the wings of a partial temporary injunction against the city, against 5611. I had a difficult argument with a resident who believed that it is unfair that the city cannot just up and take people's medications and things that they need to survive. I rejoined that if we had the place for them to stay, this argument would be mute. But I was considered, well, I was called mansplaining because I'm unhoused. I don't, I can't talk articulately about the matter more so than someone housed who's so worried about COVID-19 who incidentally are housed people that have passed the COVID-19, but we haven't talked about quarantining them, putting them somewhere else. The irony abounds. This is week four, day three of Mayor Eric Garcetti's shelter in place. I spent the night last night at the Ritz-Carlton to stand up and hold the mayor accountable for what he said. He said that we need to commandeer hotels. To date, he's only commandeered partial hotels to appease the developers, only the very ill. But many unhoused people that I interview have needs of this too because unhoused offers a new unique circumstances. Bathroom, lack of access, hand washing station is non-existent. And most importantly, the ability to go to the bathroom unabated without a fear of being arrested. Currently, right now, I'm at the Playa del Rey Inn at Playa del Rey. This place is important because Mayor Garcetti is partial investor in this hotel. And it is closed. It has bathrooms. It has rooms where people could be safe without the hostility of NIMBYs or the city uh, using any weaponized tactics from the police to terrorize unhoused people. This is Bill Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. Stay tuned for more. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. I'm right now in, in Hollywood dealing with the, uh, the protest on hotels, not hospitals. So what's, what's your name, sir? My name's Keith Shelby. So tell me, what's your story? Uh, how long have you been on the house? I've been on the house uh, now so far about two years. 
So you've been on the streets this long? Yes, sir. How did you end up out there? Um, I got out of jail, and my probation officer said that I had to stay in a small town in Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, my probation officer said that I had to uh, do a rehab center in Tennessee, and then I was stuck there for a year, and I didn't have anywhere to live, but he told me I had to stay in a small town, so I ended up staying there and working um, maintenance at the convenience stores, but I still had to live on the streets there for about a year, and then I ended up coming back to California, and I had to... Um, so we're working on trying to get you hotels or uh, instead of the shelters. Would you prefer a hotel or a shelter? A uh, hotel. Um, also, it's the COVID-19. How are you guys are surviving in the COVID-19 era? We go canning. We collect bottles and cans almost all night long and throughout the day. And uh, then we take them to the recycling center and we recycle them. We collect uh, things that we can find, like new fans, stuff that looks nice. And then we refurbish it and fix it up and we sell it to people. We find brand new boxes of DVDs, movies, stereos, and stuff like that. We fix them up and then we sell them again. I'm trying to start a, you know, like a, I want to start my own flea market and fix, you know, old things and redo the circuit boards because I can kind of, you know, invent like circuit boards and stuff like that and redo everything and stuff like that. So I was kind of working on that. I'm actually, I have one in the process right now. I'm almost done with it. Well, as a, house, a person that's living on the street himself, one of the things that people always ask is what is the best way, what is the best way to help? Well, it would help just, to, you know, to have a, a hotel room for a couple of days, you know, so maybe we could shower up, wash our clothes, and um, watch some TV and stuff, and just kick back on a comfortable bed, you know? And that would really help, to have a stable address or even a nice, you know, new cell phone, something like that that would help out, and um, that would give us a lot of... Uh, so what's your name, sir? My name's Keith. Okay, Keith, This my name is Theo. Um, this is Theo Henderson from Winnie Unhoused. Our whole message has been to try to help the unhoused community get somewhere out of, out of the streets during the COVID-19. So this is why we're here. We have hotels, not hospitals. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to have your audience know? Yes, sir, that I'm a master inventor and I'm a king creator. Well, thank you very much, Keith. And this is Theo Henderson for Whittier and House. I hope we all learned something today and may we all again meet in the light of understanding. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. We're just talking about uh, getting ho hotels for people that are living on the streets instead of have, having to live on a tent or being bothered by the police. I'm here in the studios with an individual that is trying to find a shelter for him to be. Uh, for the audience, what's your name? Earl. Earl. So how long have you been find, looking for shelters? Um, just for the past two days. Okay. Have you been successful? No. Oh my goodness. Uh, so we're trying to help you. Uh, how long have you been unhoused? For, for the past uh, six days. Oh, wow. So how did you become housed, unhoused in six days? That's pretty, pretty fast. Uh, because that um, I was coming from Texas, and um, someone uh, stole my money, and um, I'm left, I'm left, I'm left me there. So are you worried about the COVID-19 and being uh, infected? No, because that um, I um because that I um, don't touch anything, and then um, I um, keep my face covered. Yes, I noticed you have a face covering. Um, so, uh, would you prefer to be in a shelter or in a hotel? Um, um, I don't care right now, sir. Any anything would help.
very good. Uh, it's like, it's, did you, well, one of the things that we've been talking about is hotels and not hospitals. And one of the things we are trying to do is give you, uh, give places for people like us a hotel where we can have running water, uh, bathrooms and showers. Sure. So um, where shelters are all packed on with people, where you have your own room at the hotel. So is that would be, would you prefer that or? or yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. So you know, one of the things is that, yeah, because a, a hotel would give a lot of more autonomy and more power uh, yeah. for you, yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, Mr. Earl, I thank you for your time and I hope you get something soon. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you. This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. Went and checked on the hand washing stations. It doesn't exist here and Hollywood and as well as the bathroom. They do not finish or service the bathrooms. They have feces and all on the seats as well as on into the toilet. There is no upkeep of these despite what the mayor has said. The Union Rescue Mission, where Andy Bells is the CEO and advocate to placing the unhoused in shelters instead of supporting housing, are now scrambling to re relocate dozens of houseless people after six of its residents are infected with COVID-19. Union Rescue Mission employee Gerald Sharoma died last week at the USC County Medical Center. He also lived in the Union Rescue Mission. Reverend Bale stated 27 were quarantined, but five more became infected. In other news, EBT cards can now be used to make online food purchases starting April 28th. In San Diego, San Diego police continue to ticket the unhoused community. A suspect has been arrested for setting fire to an unhoused man in Santa Ana. Houseless shelters are running low on cash and volunteers as the COVID-19 rages on. Larry Haynes, executive director of Mercy House says, trying to optimize the space you have so you're going to be either serving less people or finding alternate spaces such as motels, trailers, and large tents. On April 15, 2020, another campaign protest spread throughout California, demanding opening the hotels for all of the unhoused. Here are their demands. One, make hotel rooms available to all unhoused Californians in the interest of public health. Two, no Vacancy is a California statewide coalition made up of community organizations and individuals with lived experience of houselessness. Demand one, we demand state, county, and city elected officials to act now to provide housing to all unhoused people in the hundreds of thousands of vacant hotel rooms across the state for the health and safety of all Californians. In short, commandeer the hotels. Demand two, we demand that when opening hotel rooms to the unhoused, hotels will offer their out-of-work service employees the opportunity to reclaim their jobs. Number three, 
We demand the dignity and personal property rights of all individuals moving into hotel rooms must be respected. Family units must stay together and accommodations for pets must be made. A humane and holistic approach at all times and must never be carceral that will restrict, profile, or criminalize unhoused people. It is also not subject to unreasonable regulations and search to all of the tenants of the unhoused community. And this is Unhoused News. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. I am here in Playa del Rey, as what when my friend just said, the Beach of the King. So I'm going to get some questions and his perspective on what is going on with COVID-19 and how he's dealing with it. Without further ado, let's introduce him. What's your name, sir? Thomas. Thomas, it's nice to meet you. So tell me, what has, uh, how has life been different for you out here due to COVID-19? Can't go to the beach. Um... There really isn't much to do because I don't do too much, but uh, you can't do nothing. Everything's on lockdown. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how long have you been out here? In May, it'll be two years, so I haven't been out here that long. Yes. How did you, how did you end up out in this pretty quiet and peaceful place? How did you end up out here? Well, I still have a job, but it's just tough to get back on your feet to get into a place because everything's so expensive, but... Uh, I don't want to get into that, how I came out here, but... Uh, so has anybody came out here to talk to you about uh, COVID-19? Just you. Did you know that the mayor, Garcetti, owns part of this hotel over here? No, I didn't. Um, what The reason why I'm asking is because we're part of an initiative is asking questions about what unhoused people would choose. Would you prefer to be in a hotel where you can put your things in, or would you prefer to be in a shelter? Uh, I, I would prefer to be in a hotel where I could put my things in if I had to, but uh, I do have a car that I stay in, but because uh, I still have a job, I just don't work enough to get myself out of this position right now. 6.8 million people do, are, do not, so you're yeah. fortunate in that, but still you don't have enough funding to be able to get yourself into an expensive apartment. Well, not even an expensive apartment because I don't need to live here. The only reason I'm here is because it's convenient for my boss to get me to go to work. Okay. All right. So um, one of the things is I wanted to ask you is what would be a good way for them to be able to get you on your feet? Money. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said. Um, so, like I said, you know. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. As we've heard, we have heard very little information about COVID-19. There's no portable potties and things like that that they, the city had promised. Well, the mayor. They, they locked all the beaches down. When they locked the beaches down, they locked up all the bathrooms. So there's only one bathroom in the park that, mm -hmm. you know, all the homeless have to use to mm -hmm. go to the toilet, to do whatever. Well, we're mm -hmm. lucky too. Uh, yeah, at mm -hmm. yeah, at least that bathroom. Any showers? Is good. No showers. No showers. They shut off all the water to the showers. Oh my goodness. Because uh, that's where I usually go is down there, or my boss lets me take a shower once in a while. But, you know, I don't want to rely on him, you know. 
Nobody wants to rely on That's why um, many, what we are pushing for is for hotels for the unhoused. There are all these empty rooms with bathrooms, toilets, and you don't have to worry about the uh, people talking about taking your things. You don't have to worry. All of it is in a secure location in your hotel room. Yeah. And that's what all people Let's need. See, I'm here because I don't have a vehicle, but my boss picks me up. So it's easy to get to work, but I don't want to be in South Central or, you know, on the other side of L.A. or mm -hmm. something, because then it's a pain in the ass. I know I could take a bus, but still. Bus services have slowed down a lot since COVID. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'd have to get up at 4.30 in the morning just to get here on time. Well, that's, there it is. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it, Thomas. You're welcome. Um, this is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. I thank you all for listening, and may we all again meet in the light of understanding. Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. We are here out in Playa del Rey in the midst of this episode 20 of COVID-19. We have an unhoused resident who's, I'm walked up on him uh, sweeping and keeping the park clean. Um, I'm gonna ask him a few questions and he's gonna tell us a little bit about his story. What's your name, sir? Joshua. Joshua, thank you for uh, having some time to talk with us. So how long have you been out here? Uh, on the street or at this park? Yes. Uh, on the street, I've been out for about eight years now. Oh, okay. Something about the same. I've been here seven. So how long have you been in this park? Uh, I've been in here for uh, about like maybe six, about like four or five months maybe. I see. I noticed you're cleaning the park. Why are you cleaning the park? Are they paying you? No, no. The city doesn't do anything. And I figured since I, you know, I've been staying here, I might as well do something positive. So I started, you know, cleaning up the park, uh, started trimming everything. You know, I, I pretty much maintain everything, trim everything. I pull the weeds. I've been doing a lot of weed pulling because there's a lot of weeds and stuff. And just trying to maintain the park so I'm doing something positive. So it's like, now am I just like, oh, I'm just like living here, like, you know, doing nothing. At least I'm doing something positive for the community. So you're saying that this uh, someone next to, next door made a mess? Oh yeah, they made this mess. They threw all the the shopping cart and all this stuff right here. Oh wow. Yeah, but. So how are you how are you guys handling the COVID nineteen? Do do you know anything about it? Oh uh, yeah, I mean I know it's a pretty big thing right now across the world. Uh, you know, there's people dying from it. Uh, obviously, they put all of us in America uh, in a in a really you know, bad situation where everyone have, have, having to wear a mask like you are. Uh, we're supposed to be like six feet away from each other, you know, practice social distancing. I don't know, but you know, uh, to me, I'm like, if either I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. You know what I mean? If it's that bad, you know, there's it, nothing you could do really, you know, if it's that bad, the way they're making a sound. And, I have one other question I have. Has anybody came out here to offer you guys some mask or a bathroom, a hand washing station? No. Wow. And this is the mayor's uh, area that he invested in this park. I, I would think he would have made it concern for all of his residents. Yeah, you would think that. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think they really care. I mean, obviously, the city doesn't even like maintain it. Like, I mean, they, they come and take the trash. That's, you know, what I mean, for sure. But, um, I mean, they don't do anything else. I mean, so that's why I took it upon myself to start doing it, you know, maintaining the park and trying to keep it nice. I was going to ask you if there was a way for us to help you guys, because it's uh, what would be the best way to help you guys? Would you prefer going into a shelter or would you prefer having a hotel room by yourself? Well, of course, I'd rather be by myself. Uh, a shelter, 
that I did get offered the shelter um, because of the one that just opened up in Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a list, but when they gave me, when they came through uh, and left the thing for me, uh, I woke up and it was already late, so I never got a chance to do that. Um, I have friends that live in the shelter. Um, they did say it was pretty cool, you know what I mean? But the only downside of that is I do have a lot of things and um, the thing was is my store the storage part was going to be the, the difficult part so a hotel room would solve that wouldn't it yeah yeah it would help me out yeah. most definitely you get to choose your own stuff and have your own stuff in your own room yeah, and then you go into a shelter uh, yeah then, and then the shelter you're like around a bunch of people mm-hmm. so it's like you have a higher chance of maybe catching something i guess that yeah. way you know well, thank you very much for your time. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy House. Um, I thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for more. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy House. We talk about how COVID-19 has brought out the worst in people and the best of people. But we didn't talk about prior to COVID-19, the unhoused vigilantism that carries over even today. This business here, Good Morning uh, Vietnam, has been responsible for harassing and terrorizing the unhoused community. They have been putting out, they have been stating that this, this gentleman here that has his door open is the one that runs and pulls guns on them to terrorize and harass them. But I wanna also point out too, how quick the, uh, the Police were called because of his sake. So, sir, we. Right oh, okay. That's the line. All right. You might want to cross that line. Is it true that you put uh, pull guns on the unhoused community? Nope. Oh, is it true that you, you hate wanna, the unhoused you community? You might want to cross that line. Uh, this is this is pull, this is private This is public property. No, uh, that sidewalk is public property. So, as you can see here, he's denied that he pulls guns and terrorizes the unhoused community. They have said that you are stalking them. Is it true? Uh, cross that line now. Uh, is it true that you're stalking the unhoused community? Go ahead. Is it true you're uh, is stalking Dude, the unhoused community? Do you really community? want me to call the cops on you right now? I, 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 you can if you wish. You can continue if you want to like step on that sidewalk. Oh, that's wonderful. So, uh, how long have you owned this business? Oh, I see. So, what's the reasons that you, uh, you despite have a real the job? Yes, that's this is it. What is it? This is it. I'm asking you the questions. You're not answering. Okay. So, tell me, is this your real so job? What 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 use is that job going to do? This job is to oh, highlight the unhoused vigilantism that goes on with uh, business owners who claim that they are better than unhoused people. Because if that was the case and we we're in COVID-19, why would you call the police on them and deliberately stating that they're not practicing social distancing? Because we've had this on camera. And our camera, yes, they told, they, the officers told us that you were the one that called. So you can deny it all you want. Public records will bear out that you're the one that called. And public, and yes, we've already have. The public records also state that you have been terrorizing the unhoused and we're trying to find out why do you hate the unhoused so much? You didn't answer the question. This is a job. This is useful. But what the question I have is, do you find it useful terrorizing? You have- You for Bernie Sanders. You say, are you saying that this is used to- Yes, you're saying that you find it useful harassing unhoused people? As you can see, this is where the unhoused vigilantism, the vigilante stays. And of course, he denies it. But apparently, this is a part of it, and he has a light, as you can see. He, 
<laughs> so this is Theo Henderson from William House. Here's a common refrain when you're confronted with people that have the vigilanteism about against unhoused people. They have, you don't have a job, you have to get a job, or uh, get a life. He said, he said a, jo a job too, right? He said, get a job, and he says, because we want to be treated like human beings, he says, he calls us, he says that we should feel the burn. So here is C.O. Henderson from Weedian House. This is Good Morning Vietnam and traditional Vietnam Vietnamese cuisine. More to follow. Anatoly, France, sarcastically said, the law in its majestic equality forbids all people to sleep under benches, the rich and the poor. Merrick Garcetti, Governor Newsom, and the city council members have failed to follow in that memo. They have strategically placed themselves away from responsibility. They have closed down meetings. They have avoided the tough questions. And they have did this at the behest of rich landowners who are dictating what they do in this country. This protest this Sunday dictated how that they were catering to the rich by arresting people for beeping, doing their constitutional rights. And this is another example. They are using the mantra while this, these hotels are businesses that they did such hard work that they deserve to uh, be empty while unhoused people who had made a personal choice to be out on the street, to be harassed and, and arrested. This is the mantra, this is the conversation that mainstream media is also pressing. For example, Channel 7. Channel 7 uh, this week used a, a, an unhoused person, but they also used it as a tokenized uh, message to state that they are in agreement with the homeowners and business owners. Why should we have humanity? We should be working at market rate. There's no one in here that's unemployed that are working at market rate. They're working in, in extreme poverty. They don't have their jobs, and they are in serious peril of trying to stay in places. In fact, there are landlords running around tracking people's stimulus checks in order to get their money. The city has abdicated their responsibility to the whims of vile individuals who have no idea or any care about what other people's suffering is. So follow us next week and we will explore this issue deeper. But I thank you all for listening and may we again meet in the light of understanding.